The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on. We've got a big interview. Cray News with Kay at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around. Kay Smythe back. She had the, the, the Rona as well, but she's uh, she's good to go. And a bunch of, we cover a lot of stories, a lot of stories, including the economic downturn. We're going to talk about that in a little while. We talk about, um, also, I guess there was some big gathering in Washington, D.C. where you're twerking on cars. That somehow is how to celebrate Juneteenth, and a couple of people got shot. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. We've got a lot to get to, so make sure you stick around for that. Um, plus, it turns out somebody in New Orleans thought it was a smart idea to uh, to erect a statue of a hair pick. I'm not. I, listen, at some point, people need to just stand up and have their voices heard and say, "Yeah, no, that doesn't represent me. That's just but a tool to to comb our hair." I'm not really sure why you think that somehow is good on a Monday. It doesn't make it easy. I don't understand. People are so woke that they're just dumb. Motown Monday. Glad to have you. Carrie Lockie getting it done. Appreciate you, Carrie. Polo in the house. Sam as well. My pleasure to have you here. Juneteenth was yesterday, which is but a date, June 19th, um, when the the remaining slaves in Galveston, Texas, were made aware that they were free. It's not the day that slavery ended. It's not the day that the Constitution was amended to uh, get rid of slavery. It is but a date where... Were you going to say something? I was just coughing. <laughs> That you know, you listen, you know the rule: no coughing. Okay. Right radio. Now too. Okay. No, see, I, I'm so I am so um, uh, polite. I didn't want to step on you if you had something to say. There. That's all. <laughs> I that's appreciate all that. Thank you. You bet. All right. So, um, uh, in Galveston, either the plantation owners knew that the slaves had been freed by Abraham Lincoln, or uh, either they knew and didn't tell those that they enslaved, or they didn't know. But the um, the Union Army showed up to say, "Hey, by the way, you guys are all free." So that's what Juneteenth is. It's not the end of slavery in America. The 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments are the official amendments to the Constitution, making sure that slavery could never happen again, was outlawed and banned, and it gave due process under the law to everybody who used to be slaves. Now, the 14th Amendment specifically has been misused over the years about illegal immigration, about gay marriage, and so on and so forth. These were slave-ending amendments to the Constitution. I don't know why we need Juneteenth to be a special day, but again, what I saw happening in Washington, D.C. yesterday was not some celebration. It was, you know, people acting stupidly and then people ended up getting shot. Doesn't make any sense. Um, For some reason, in New Orleans, Louisiana, where there is a a healthy black population, I've been in New Orleans plenty of times, great culture, great jazz music, love it. Um, For some reason, is this the mayor, Carrie, who thought they would do this? Uh, Yes. 
the mayor decided, let's go ahead and erect a statue because this is going to do something for the people, I guess. What do you have? From the blaze, a giant Afro hair pick with a clenched black power fist was unveiled in New Orleans on Friday in celebration of Juneteenth, the holiday paying tribute to the last American slaves being freed. However, the eyebrow-raising statue was widely panned online. The 28-foot-tall hair pick weighing 7,000 pounds is titled All Power to All People and was created by artist Hank Willis-Thomas. New Orleans Mayor LaToya Cantrell, a Democrat, touted the hair pick statue as breathtaking on Twitter. As Juneteenth approaches, we celebrated with an unveiling in Lafayette Square. Cantrell tweeted, This sculpture is very fitting for this time and place. As we celebrate the freedoms we have gained, we know that it doesn't come without struggles, fights, and protests for 200-plus years. Cantrell said the city is spending $7.2 million to recognize local black and brown artists, and their artwork would be displayed around public buildings in New Orleans. Uh, goes down. She's tweeting. However, not everyone saw the gigantic hair pick as breathtaking in reactions on Twitter, including many black Americans. A fearless host, Jason Whitlock, imagine being mayor of a major city, spending money on a monument that depicts the accomplishments of black people and deciding on a hair pick. They would recall a white mayor for demeaning us. Instead, we'll shout yes, queen, and pretend nothing is wrong. Author Daryl B. Harrison, because we all know how important it was for my ancestors to keep their afros looking tight during those struggles, fights, and protest. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. Mm. Oh, my God. What the, and I'm showing it on the screen for those who are watching. Go to joepags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M, and, uh, and click on Watch Now. Uh, I'm showing it. It's ridiculous. It's, it's quite literally what you said. It's a gigantic afro hair pick. I don't, I don't understand. Those of you who are black who are listening, and there are plenty who are, those of you who are black that are listening right now, I want to know, does this properly honor you and your heritage? A pick in front of what looks like a courthouse? I, I don't understand. There's a black fist, I guess, in the handle part. Then there appears to be a peace sign in the middle, I think. And then it's, just, it's a hair pick. It would be like saying, oh, well, here's where all the Italians came over. Let's put a bottle of grease and, and a comb. You know, I don't understand what we're doing here. Carrie, what the hell are we doing? I don't know. I mean, it's um, different. Definitely. What the, what the? What? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. This doesn't show any heritage whatsoever. This this is a, an item that some people use to, to, to fix their hair. I, I don't I don't understand. I mean, we're, okay, some black artist did this. It doesn't mean you have to display it out in the middle of New Orleans. This doesn't make any sense. It, it's demeaning, if nothing else. It's demeaning. And, and, and I'm, I'm confused. We are not lifting black people up by, by putting big statues of hair picks in the middle of a, of a public square. It's, it's just as dumb as saying black people don't know how to get driver's licenses or attorneys or how to get on the internet. What what the hell is the thought process? You know, you don't have to accept it. The guy says, hey, well, I've got an idea for that for that whole uh, let's let's celebrate the black artists. I made a big hair pick. You know, the mayor could have said, dude, you got it. Really? Like a like a hair utensil? No, we're not going to put that in the square. Put that in your front yard. I, I don't I mean, listen. I'm not black. Maybe I don't understand. I mean, maybe black people look at that and go, holy crap, that really does represent us. I don't think so. Maybe I could be off on that. Oh, by the way, um, 
just just so anybody who's wondering understands, I don't care if there's a recession. Now, don't don't get confused. I care that there's an economic downturn. I care that interest rates are going up. I care that wages are going up slower than interest rates are slower than than inflation is. I care that there's a, there's a supply chain issue. I care that our economy is in the tank. I care that it costs way too much money to put gasoline in your car. But the word recession doesn't get me going in the morning. Because as I was sick last week, I watched a lot of television in bed. Yes, I still crawled out of bed and did this for you people. Carrie, I did it for the people. I know you did. I know you did too. Still showed up and I did it for the people. But every stupid show on every stupid network asked every stupid economist they had on. You getting the theme here? They're all kind of stupid? Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, but is it a recession? Because, Carrie, listen, you've been in news a long, a long time. Mm-hmm. Do you care if it's a recession or not that we're using that one freaking word? Um, well, you're we just talking about the word. No. Yeah. Everybody was good because, again, supply chain sucks. None of goods on the shelves. None of good paying jobs. Hyperinflation is, is upon us. You can't buy a house in some, in some states. You can't get a house in, another, in other states for, for different reasons. I don't care if the word recession goes along with it. I don't care. Because it's like if I wake up tomorrow and they say, officially, it's a recession. I'm like, oh my God, what do we do now? Nothing changes. Gas is still way too damn expensive. The rent is way too damn high. The mortgage is way too damn high. The car payments are too high. The job market is not what it could be. You got Joe Biden out there flopping on his face on a bike. And the word recession changes my life? I don't think so. But they keep on asking as if those who are watching are going, oh, I wonder if it's a recession. You know what I mean? It's like they're so honed into this word. These people are all making way too much damn money on these networks. They're all honed into that one word as if those who are watching are going, yeah, but is it a recession or not? I just don't care. And I do this for a living. By the way, a recession, by definition, is a period of declining economic performance across an entire economy that lasts for several months. Well, guess what? That's been lasting for several years. So if you're not calling it a recession, I'm going to go ahead and say I feel like we're in a recession anyway. Now, there is some sort of, you have to have a negative GDP for a certain amount of quarters or some crap. I don't care. There's a downturn. It's a bad economic time. I don't need that buzzword does not get me going in the morning. What gets me going in the morning is when I got gas the other day, one gas station was four fifty-five, and the one next door was like five fifteen. I'm like, well, the one next door is not getting to business. That's for sure. Let's go to this one. You know, what gets me going is, I'm sorry, how much more per pound is beef now? Really? I'm sorry, a gallon of milk did what? How many thousands of cows died in Kansas because of so-called climate change? This is what I want to know. I want to know those things. Because when I go to, to the store, Carrie, when you go to curbside and they bring out your food, you, you do the curbside, right? I don't, H-E-B? no. No, I go you in. You still go in? I go in, yeah. You are you are a tough woman. Let me tell you something. Mm, I'm not true. going in there. I'm not going in there. I'm telling you. It's nasty. But when I go to the curbside, the guy came out. He said, all right, any questions about your order? What do you think I ask? Uh, did you get everything? Is, everything is there a recession? There? Is oh, there a recession, oh. for God's <laughs> sakes? Because I don't know if I can take this food home if there is one. You know what I mean? Yeah. How does it change my life, Lockie? It really doesn't. It Thank doesn't. you. 
Yeah. But you doing news all day, I bet all day long you're hearing people talk about the word recession. <laughs> yes. As a matter like we're fact. supposed to give a crap. I don't. <sighs> have I ranted enough? You have. Yeah. Got it. couple of things. Like Number one, if you're black, brown, or somewhere in between, even if you're white, do you think it's appropriate in honoring of black people in America by putting a freaking pick in front of a courthouse? That's the first thing. Second thing, do you care if it's a recession or not? 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Stay right here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show. Motown Monday, glad to have you. The Joe Pags Show, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Love telling you about Total Financial. Total Financial Freedom, friends of mine, the, these folks are taking care of business. You know, in the Congress, they could set any number they want. They can go over their budget, not have to worry about it, move the, the debt ceiling. I tried to move my debt ceiling once. I almost got arrested. We, we can't move your debt ceiling. What are you talking about? So if you are drowning in, in all sorts of credit cards, signature loans, internet loans, and timeshares, get off the treadmill. Get some total financial freedom. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom, they're experts. Been doing a great job for over 15 years helping people like you resolve their debts and cut their payments. Get a hold of them. Find out what they can do for you right now. 800-833-9444. 800-833-9444. Mention my name, Joe Pags. Get the free book, Debt Dietitian. You can learn how easy it is to cut your payments. You're going to appreciate their team. Like-minded people. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. No complaints ever, so give them a call right now. Total Financial Freedom, 800-833-9444. That's 800 800- 833-9444. Mention my name, Joe Pags, and get that free book, Debt Dietitian. Get it right now. Mark, California, what's going on? Hi. Hey, big guy. Thanks for keeping it light now and then because we get so burdened down on the negative stuff. But I was just curious. Do you know the origin of, of that hair pick? I have no idea. Okay, so my mom, the Italian baking machine who made angel food cake all the time, she had like three of them in her drawer. Really? They were angel food cake cutters. Okay, and the ones I saw in the 70s with a lot of my brother friends, that they were, they'd leave them stuck in their hair as they walked around because it was kind of a thing of pride. They were the exact same thing my mama had in her drawer. And you can't even find them anymore because I think they're collectible. You, you're okay, saying it was an angel, it was a, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was an angel food cake cutter? Yes, but somebody, I gotta look somebody that up. grabbed it and said, wow, this really works cool for like fluffing up the curly stuff. And it's like, it makes sense to me. I got a dog brush that looks just like it. All right, Mark. Thank you. Carrie, you buying that? It's an angel food cake cutter? I've never heard of that, actually. Mark was fine, and now it's a dog brush? Yeah, I don't know. Mm -mm. Sam, have we we been able to look up and see if it's an angel food cake cutter? I'm going to look this up. (laughs) Look it up. Get me a link, because, I mean... It already sounded kind of dumb, and then he goes to it. So you can you can you can do dogs with it or something. I think we went too far. Eight 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 nine four one pack. Well, let me just throw this out there. I don't care what the origin is. Obviously, when I went to school in the nineteen seventies and the nineteen eighties, um, a lot of my friends, and again, my the one school, Atlantic High School, was predominantly black. 
Yeah, I was in band, had plenty of friends of all races, backgrounds, origins, ancestries, and there were plenty of guys in the band that had a pick in their, either in their pocket or in their hair, and it made sense. I mean, I, I can recall even saying, hey, let me, let me check that out. I mean, it wasn't like taboo to talk about it, um, but um, I, I would be very, very surprised if this had any, anything to do with angel food cake. Sam, talk to me. Okay, so the Afro comb dates back to ancient Egypt, and the oldest comb is actually uh, 5,500 years old. So I'm not sure that it was made for cake, but it was also patented by a black person in the 60s as like a newfound thing. So I'm Interesting. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say that what probably happened was, Mark, if you're listening, your grandmother or whatever had something that was a hair pick and decided I could probably cut the cake with this pretty well. I don't think it was the other way around, if in fact that was a true story. Um, but but again, it, to me, it's but a tool to, to make your hair the way you want it to be. Like, I use a comb. Please don't ever represent me. Once I'm long gone, Carrie, mm-hmm. which I know you've been counting the days. No. Once I'm long gone, um, please do not... Have them like make a small statue of a comb with a little bit of grease coming off of it. Done. Yeah, I think we can do that. Thank you. Yeah, you stand yeah. up for me for you my for it. my memory. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna give out the Pagsy Award after I die. It's gonna be a freaking comb. Come on, man. Let me go to uh, Emily, who's in Austin. Emily, talk to me. Hi. Hey, how's hey. it going, Joe? Living the I dream. Just, uh, you know what? I have like, a lot of friends. I live here in North Austin. Yeah. Have a lot of friends who are black, and I just feel like. The pick is very symbolic of <clears throat> realizing and understanding some of the struggles that persons of color or black persons, if we're going to say that, that, some of the struggles that they go through that uh, that the more Caucasian races will never understand, right? Well, even when I was a kid, I had a grandmother who got her hair done every single week. She had it done in tight rollers, tight curls. She used to use a pick uh, to kind of like fluff up her hair and that kind of thing. But those days are kind of like done and gone. And so I very much feel like the hair pick is something that is kind of symbolic of like, hey, here's something that the, the colored races have to deal with that is something that the other races will never understand. Here are some of the setbacks. Here are some of some of the struggles, yeah. that kind of thing. And so I can understand mm. why they chose that as kind of like no. a symbolism but, for, but you're kidding like, though, right? hey, we're but, up against, but you're just we're, joking. we're up against just joking though, right, struggles Emily? that you're other kidding. races may not yeah, but you're making a funny, ever right? have to face. But you're not really being serious, right? Sure. No, you're not. Yeah. Really? Emily, have a good day. I, uh, again, several of my friends happen to be black. Some... Men who shave their faces can't use regular shaving cream who happen to be black. They use a powder that dries the hair off and then they sort of almost scrape the hair off. Um, should we make a, a, a face razor scraper statue because it's different than Caucasian skin? You're talking about hair and skin care. Stop. That's not the struggle. If you think that's the struggle, then we've solved every other problem on the planet. Emily, I love you like a sister, but that made no sense. A hair pick is but a tool, does not represent a person. Love you like crazy. Keep it here for K. This is the Joe Pag Show.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. She's a member of the team. She's a member of the family. It's Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Kay Smythe, how are you, Kay? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. I'm recovering. I'm still testing positive, but I'm recovering. Thank you. Know, how, long you. Do we, how long do we have to test positive? That's the question because I, I had the COVID last week, kicked it in the ass. COVID is my B. Um, but uh, having said that, I'm still testing positive as well. My doctor says it could be a couple of months you might still test positive. Is that what you're being told too? I mean, I'm sort of at the point now where I'm not even like seeking significant medical attention. <laughs> I'm just using all of my family's like old gypsy right. uh, like remedies for this stuff. So I I do have some restrictions, like in terms of like travel and things like that. Yeah. I was supposed to be a um, uh, an Amfest conference this week. That's not now going to happen because I'm st- I still have some symptoms. I think that's the issue is I still have some symptoms. Now, what what, what, what do you have left? Because I've got a little bit of a cough, but other than that, I mean, I'm good as uh, I'm good as new. A week ago, oh. I was suffering. I was shivering and everything else, but. What do you yeah, have? Yeah, well, you know how you guys usually call me the fart monster? Yes. I basically turned into the snot monster, Ew. and I'm still very Ew. snotty. So farts and snots. Farts and snots. I'm so attractive, Joe. I'm so attractive. <laughs> You're such a girly girl. All right, so it's excellent. All right, so, uh, so thank goodness we can go past that. Now, I know that you still did Newsmax yesterday morning, and I saw the story that, that you put out on the Daily Caller. It turns out, Kay, you did see the downturn in the economy coming. What? Yeah, so I think most people saw it coming anyway because the way the interest rates have been over the last 10 years. Um, But what really, I remember, okay, Joe, it was so weird. I remember being sat in a bar just off Melrose in Los Angeles and we all got this like breaking news alert on our phones like, oh, LA is going to be shut down, two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah. And as soon as that came through, I was like, Oh my goodness, if we shut down the country for two weeks and a country, say, like China, decides to do a similar thing, we might not feel the effects right away, but within the next two to four years, we are going to see the the sort of supply chain crash. We are going to see the economic repercussions of even just a two-week shutdown. Right. Um, and then they announced the stimulus checks. And I was like, no. No, sorry. Firstly, number A, like my taxes are not going to go towards like having people be demotivated and sit at at home. Number B, my taxes are not going to go towards normalizing a demotivation in the entire American populace. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that people aren't motivated, but all I see around here, especially out here in Raleigh, is for hire signs. The number of shops, restaurants, bars that have had to shut down because they literally can't get people to work. I know people who have literally gone from getting stimulus checks to just going on to welfare yeah. because they don't want to work. Why would they? Why would they work when we can pay them not to? Well, well, well okay, I'll be a little more direct than you will. I, I, I don't think people are generally speaking ill-motivated until you ill-motivate them. When you send them free money and yeah. say, don't worry, we're going to send you a little more free money and the free money is actually more money than you used to make in the job, why would you go back to the job? And then you've got small businesses, moms and pops closing down left and right. Then we wonder why aren't there jobs in some markets? Why are there too many jobs in other markets? And why are we letting you know uh, 200,000 illegals across the border uh, um, every single month who are going and filling these jobs that Americans won't fill? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's completely backward. It is. It's completely backwards. But I think just sort of going back to your original question, 
I, you know, I do macro trend forecasting. Like I'm a sociologist and like a social geographer by trade. That's how I was able to move out to the States as a very, very, very legal immigrant. Yes. And, you know, I, I said to my clients start to finish like this is going to hurt us financially. Like you guys thought 2008 was bad. Like, I mean, like I said on Newsmax, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, Joe, sorry. I'm, I'm just going to give, I'm going to give you the full rundown Bring here it. because Bring you're the it. only person I know who can, like I trust who will like understand this and okay. your listeners are just so fantastic. Yes. Here's what's going to happen over the next year. If we keep going down this financial sort of, it's not even a rabbit hole. It's a black hole. We're going to see a red wave come November. They'll yes. probably let the economy, I mean, we're already in a recession, but they'll probably let the economy crash and let the supply chains dwindle leading up to November 2022. So we get that red wave. We get control of the House. We get control of the Senate. But what's going to happen as a result of allowing that recession to occur and to go to the extreme it's going to go to? And I mean, we haven't even like really touched upon what's going on in China and most of the places that we do macro trade with. But we're going to see essentially uh, I, I think gas prices are going to normalize at around uh, eight dollars a gallon. I think that's probably going to be oh an average that we will see at some point over the next two years. I think we could even go to the extreme of seeing energy rationing. We could have a lot of food rationing. You know, no one in America is talking about the food banks that are now par for the course in places like Wales, where I'm from, places like Italy. Normal people like you and I, Joe, are going to food banks in these places because of this macro mismanagement. Oh, wow. And then all of that is going to get blamed on the Republicans, even though it is clearly people like Jerome Powell and it's people like Xi Jinping, who I think is actually the scum of the earth. But that's, again, a whole other tangent. Yes. Um, but we're going to see the people who should be blamed for this get completely off scot-free. And I'm terrified that if Biden decides that he's not going to run in 2024, this, there's this bimbo. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. Her name's like Hillary something. She's like run for president twice and failed. And her husband had this horrendous affair when he was president and she stayed with him. I don't know. Not the kind of woman that I would want to represent me. Right. But I think she's probably going to try and run again. And she, everyone and their mums on the Democratic side is going to point at the Republicans and say, Oh, look at this upheaval. Look at the people who are starving in their homes. That's all your fault. Because we have a very short-term memory out yeah. here in the West. We are not like other parts of the world that look sort of like 50 to 100 years into the future. And they see themselves as a larger community that's contributing to the betterment of their society over time. We look in terms of trends. We look in terms of news cycles, like two weeks, maybe two years at the most. So, so you're actually suggesting the red wave happens, but still somehow the left will blame the Republicans for the bad shape we're in and Hillary yeah. Clinton comes in to save the day? Come on. No, she's not actually going to come in to save the day. She's going to come into power and she's going to let us all die. Oh, oh well, that's that's even better. Well, that's it's very nice. Super um, happy Monday, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> back, back at you, Kay. See, this is the effect of COVID on both of us. This is what our mindset is. It's uh, Kay Smythe. Go to KaySmythe.com. Check out the Daily Caller. She does uh, incredible articles there every day, and again on Newsmax TV at least every Sunday morning, if not more. Let's talk about uh, about this Weasel Kinzinger. 
I don't want anybody attacking somebody's family. I don't want anybody sending death threats. I don't want anything like that. I think the guy's a weasel. I think he's a turncoat. Um, I don't know that he's a traitor against the country, but he's certainly a traitor against the Republican Party. I don't know why he's calling himself a Republican, the fake tears and all that. And as bad as, as low as I think he is politically, I still don't want anybody to attack his family or, or you know, threaten any harm to him physically. So is this has this been verified? This is real? This isn't somebody trying to make him look like a victim so that we'll back off? Well, what do you know about this this attack on his family so we don't know if it's like a hundred percent real or not but i do know that um that his protection and the protection of his family has been increased since he received this death threat the the thought behind it is the essentially it was someone very local to where he lives that delivered this note but like i've had conversations like i've got friends who are congressmen i've got friends who are you know like pretty big celebrities like and no one knows who i am but like i get death threats at least like once a month like sometimes like several times a day you should see my email k are you kidding me absolutely it's oh it's ridiculous i think it's just like sort of par for the course now this person did threaten his wife and his infant child which again totally unacceptable not okay yeah like this is the person whoever wrote this is a severely mentally ill fundamentalist like an extremist in the truest sense of the word um but i don't know like again i just sort of think like shut up adam get on with it this is like what you signed up for like stop crying you're not a victim you're an elected representative can you focus on the people who elected you and do what they're asking you to do like it's not your party as in like you know, politics in general. Right. It's, but that's, again, that's, that's just my opinion. Well, he's been taking a bath and it, it, but get over it. We all get death threats. People on the right, people who are conservative, people who are Republicans have little time, no respect for this guy. And I just, it, it almost felt like to me, and again, I don't, I don't wish this upon anybody. And if it really did happen, it shouldn't be happening. But it almost felt like he wanted somebody to give him a bit of a pity party because he's been taking yeah. such a bath in this whole January 6th thing. So, I mean, again, we'll take it as real. Whoever did it should be caught, should be dealt with. And, and, and listen, those of you watching and listening, I never, ever, ever, never want our political opponents to have to face something like that because that's dumb. You don't win yeah. that way. You win by beating them on the issues. It's Case Smythe. Go to CaseSmythe.com. Maybe, maybe give me 30 seconds or a minute because i, I got to get into the farting on the plane. I have to do that. But give me maybe 30 seconds on Juneteenth in Washington, D.C. Was this some big planned festival? What, what happened there? No, so it was an, a bunch of uh, people got together because an unpermitted event was promoted really heavily on social oh, media. Okay. Yeah, uh, so the police were aware of the event before um, it happened. They sent, you know, I think it was over 100 cops out and about in D.C. on Juneteenth. Joe, this is one of, I've lost count of the number of shootings that went on yesterday. And it was predominantly within black communities. Um, We had one teenager was shot and killed. He was 15 years old. Uh, We had a cop who was shot in the leg and then carried on. He ran towards the gunfire, this guy. Like he carried on doing his job. Um, There were two other people injured just in the story that I covered at this Mochella event or whatever it was um, in D.C. Again, unpermitted event shouldn't have been happening in the first place. Not that I'm a huge fan of 
permits. I'm always, you know, I'm a hypocrite when it comes to this stuff. I'm far more of an ask for forgiveness type of woman. Right. Um, but, you know, that's me. I'm a bit wrong. But, but, but you're also not shooting up D.C. And, and, and twerking on police cars. I mean, maybe, I'm, maybe I missed that video, but I don't think you've done that. I can't that. twerk. <laughs> I can't twerk. I can barely oh. touch my toes. Oh, come can you on. imagine? Are you, are oh you kidding gosh. me? I, I can definitely twerk. Are you kidding me? Anyway. <laughs> But having said that, don't look at my TikTok. Having said that, um, you're right, though. I mean, 47 shootings in Chicago in the past two days, primarily black people shooting black people. At some point, something's going to happen. And what is Black Lives Matter tweet out just in the past couple of days? Reparations now. See, this is how dumb the whole thing is. Are are we solving anything? What are they going to do with reparations? Buy another mansion? Black Lives Matter were never going to do anything. They were never going to do anything. All they did, that was the best scam in the history in the modern history of america it's not bitcoin it's not like you know elon musk you know going back and forth with twitter to yeah. like drag the price down which i guess is not a scam it's just genius right black lives matter is the greatest scam in modern american history reparations dude shut up why don't you sell one of your stupid houses in los <laughs> angeles and give that money to the people who actually need it Oh my God! Los, 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 okay, Los Angeles. There's one there. There's one in Canada for six point six million. There's one in the Atlanta area for another six or nine million dollars, and they still want more. It's not enough. They still want CRT. They still want uh, some sort of social justice. Social justice to them is paying their baby daddy nine hundred fifty thousand dollars for security. I mean, oh my th- th- God. you're right. This is one of the biggest scams, and yeah. o- only people who have a, a backbone like you and me are willing to call them out. Everybody else. Is afraid they're going to be called racist. That, it, yeah. That's how ingenious it is. Let's name it a brilliant name, Black Lives Matter. Who's going to argue with that? And if anybody says anything against what we do, racist! I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. You're so right. You nailed this. This is the modern-day biggest scam we faced. Yeah, and they are they are communist. I will say this right now, Joe, just for you. Black Lives Matter are communist scum, and they are a scam. And they are manipulating very much at risk black communities yes. in this country for all that they are worth. It is embarrassing. You know when I see people out and about like wearing like BLM shirts and stuff, all I see is just some idiot that's going to starve to death when we go the same way as Venezuela because of these progressive nut job commies. Sorry. I'm going to stop ranting. You, you, you know why you said that? Why? Because you're white. Anyway, it's Case oh, Smythe. Yeah, case. yeah, no, I'm clearly, like, can you tell from my accent that I'm, like, clearly from the South? Absolutely. I haven't had to, like, work my whole life to, like, move out here. I'm telling like, you, there is 2% of the audience that will say, well, she's white. She can say that. It's uh, yeah. uh, Case Smythe. Go to CaseSmythe.com. We've got to finish with the farting. So um, <laughs> we started with the farting. We'll end with the farting. I wasn't familiar with this woman. I guess she's a golfer. Obviously mm-hmm. very attractive. Um, some magazine called her what the 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 sexiest woman alive or something. Yeah. What, 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 what is her name? Paige Spiranak. Okay. I might be mispronouncing that last name, so I hope she forgives so me. So she's if a I golfer, uh, and Maxim yeah. called her the sexiest woman alive. I've seen a picture or two. Not bad. Not complaining. But it turns out she's not flying privately. The sexiest woman alive, and that turned into to a, a big a gassy problem, if you will. So, okay, I was sent, like, the podcast because it was just so funny. Like, one of my girlfriends was like, do you know who this is? And, like, I don't really follow sports unless it's rugby. So I was like, no. Rugby. But I listened, and it's, like, the first few minutes <laughs> You're so of welch. the show. I'm sorry, you're so welch. <laughs> 
You, you only so follow well. you only follow That's rugby. That's racist, Joe. <laughs> you only follow rugby. Go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, so this poor girl, woman, she uh, she's like my age, but um, she. She, I guess, gets on a flight that's supposed to be three and a half hours. She's stuck on this plane for six. And the guy sitting next to her ate a bunch of gross food and just <laughs> farted the entire time. And, like, to the point where she was <laughs> gagging. She's like, I couldn't breathe. I thought I was going to throw up. Oh, my God. Like, she did say that she was still wearing a mask on an airplane. So I was like, take your stupid mask off. Right. Like, they Hello? never worked in the first place. They're bad for the environment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're, but, um, bre- you're breathing your own your own carbon dioxide yeah, at the same time. Your body's trying to get rid of that crap. You're inhaling microplastics. Anyway, regardless of the mask and, like, our differences in that. Joe, I got to tell you, I posted, like, I shared this story after I published it yes. onto my Twitter. The number of people who were posting horrible stuff about this poor woman. I was like, she's Maxim's sexiest woman alive. She's a professional golfer. She's got a hysterical podcast. She's worked really, really hard. And all she does is get like trolled on the internet. I I really felt for this girl because like I was getting most of the responses. I don't know if she was like tagged in them. I think I tagged her in the story because I was like, this is so funny. Like I would love to have a conversation with her about it. But like people are just scum. Like People are really bad. They are. I, I just, I dare everyone listening to just not write anything horrible on social media for 24 hours. I dare everyone, not that I think your listeners would ever do that. Never. But everyone does. Everyone says stupid, awful stuff on social media. We all do. I'm not allowed to drink and tweet anymore. I like <laughs> give my phone away when I'm out drinking because it's get, just not worth I it. Think that, I, think that, I think that's smart. I got to go. Um, um, uh, hopefully people will go and read this story because you were saying you're covering hard news all day, big time stories. The economy, China, blah blah. This is the biggest story going because it's the sexiest woman, and it's something about farting. And I think that those two combined um, are going to make the story go crazy. Kay, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're feeling better. Keep on coming back on the mend. It's Kay Smythe. Go to KaySmythe.com. Kay, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Get better as well soon okay. too. You're a powerhouse. You look great. I'm Thanks. doing the best I can. We'll talk to you in a bit. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Glad to have you. Really appreciate Kay stopping by. That's going to do it for tonight. We've got a lot going on this week. Big shows planned the entire week. Make sure you make plans to join us for each and every one. Go to JoePags.com. In the meantime, JoePags.com. Sign up for all the social media. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pags Show.